the fuck is he trying to tell me what to do? Just push the bullet? So he would just, like, he was just repeating it over and over again. He's just shooting at a target. The guy has no clue. It went nowhere. And then they're out on the street, like, actually trying to shoot at people uh, for, like, guys running away. And it's like, no, you got to just push the bullet through. And the guy's like, I don't know what, <laughs> what that fucking means. Will you stop telling me to push insane. the goddamn bullet? I want to take us on a little side quest. Goku's one of the greatest anime heroes of all time. He's badass. He's awesome. Dude, hands down, Final Fantasy VII wins every day. How could you not love the Mario Brothers movie? Robocop kicks everyone else's ass. And that's why Superman sucks. Oh, the Velociraptors kick ass in Jurassic Park every single day. Oop, went on a bit of a rant there, huh? Welcome back, everybody, to the SideQuest Podcast. This is Eric. We've got a fun-filled episode for you today. Thanks for joining us once again. It is Friday. For all of our newcomers, we try to publish every Friday. I think last week or the other week, we missed one week in 130 episodes. So uh, that's pretty damn good. Uh, This is episode 130. I couldn't fucking believe it. I actually forgot that our first year... We pumped out two episodes a week. Can you guys imagine trying to go back to that? No. <laughs> we were it's like eating. It's like eating broccoli, man. Oh, uh, fuck that. Yeah, no. It it was like we were we were really committed to it though because one whole year, two episodes a week, Tuesday and Friday, half hour episodes, so still an hour of content, but damn, we were we were rocking and rolling. Did we not have jobs? Mm. Like what the fuck were we doing? Mm-hmm. Who the mm-hmm. fuck knows? I mean, you you were working at White Castle at the time, <laughs> flipping burgers naturally, Ooh, squishing the spatch. juice out. He was down at the Walgreens getting in trouble. Oh yeah, you know, just uh, just, I rem- just couldn't I remember going there after school, and you just be hiding. Oh yeah. In- in oh, the hide fridge. in the fridge, yeah. Yeah, why don't we, you know, a little side quest here. Why don't you tell us the ins and outs of Walgreens? <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll give you a couple of insider tips and tricks in Walgreens. Um, one is, uh, if you ever hear IC3 when you're up at the front, it's because there's more than three people in line, and you're you're like, basically, it's a red alarm, red alert, like, please help me. The line's building and tensions are growing. So IC3 is their secret code. Um, code blue, at least at our uh, store, was run by a bunch of guy managers. Of course, men, right? Boys. Uh, <laughs> code blue was that there's a hot chick in the place. So all of a sudden you see, <laughs> all of a sudden you see like people emerge from the back warehouse in the stock room, and they're all just like pretending to check and move stuff to the front and and do all that fun stuff. And really, they're just like trying to see where where this hot lady's at. But what do you do with that information? Uh, you ju- do, do they? Is there a line in the bathroom where they're just jacking and whacking? I I hope not. Did and you, I did you do you I got know. the inside area? I mean, You're- there's a code on the bathroom door, so you do have to know the code. But what goes on in there, I couldn't tell you. Luckily, I didn't have to clean toilets. But man, it oh. was it was not fun. But no, it was just like <laughs> code blue was. Uh, yeah, there, there's a hot chick in the place, and I think the girls had. I forget what theirs. Theirs might even be red or like ice cream or purple, but. They had a code, too, so I'm trying to even it out. We weren't just, like, a whole bunch of perverts. Um, And then last but not least, uh, anything that got damaged in the warehouse, like, it was, quote-unquote, up for grabs, even though it technically wasn't. Like, they have to go through 
and do like the whole lost claim and something. Like if a box comes damaged, they can't sell it, but they don't want to throw it away. So it's kind of like this in-between thing where some people would just go and pick up the pieces and like take half a box of Twinkies or something home. So kind of cool, kind of cool. There's a lot more I can talk about, you know, Walgreens, but I'll keep all those other secrets for all of our Patreon fans. uh, What was the bubble situation? The bubble. Did you fill something with bubbles? Oh, God. Um, And then he got fired. No. (laughs) God, you. No, no bubbles. Um, No, I quit. No, I, I eventually lost the job because I went away to college and they said they would keep my position. So when I came back for winter break, I could work a few hours to make some money. And when I got back for winter break, I showed up for what I thought was my first shift and all the managers were gone. I mean, obviously, <laughs> probably fired for the things that I just mentioned. But I came back in and they just forgot I existed and they forgot I was on the list and I was never there for four months because I was at college. And they literally just just took me off the roster. And then I just walked out. I went home with my little blue vest. And uh, my parents were like, what are you doing home? I'm like, I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> they don't know who I am. Like half the place got... Uh, got like, I don't know, they just brought in new staff. So, no, I didn't get fired though. And Bubbles, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. You're definitely mixing that up with like Rich, Richie Rich uh, in the, in yeah, the fountain. <laughs> so, uh, boys, we heard some news. I want to take us on our first main quest of the day. Uh, kind of interesting news, and it's kind of a downer. Uh, kind of feel bad for him. Uh, Mr. Bruce Willis is diagnosed with like early onset dementia. He's retiring from acting, and I don't know the full details. I don't want to read it because it's kind of a bummer. But it's like obviously the early stages of you know somebody that's slowly going to be probably losing their mind a little bit, not remembering a whole lot, and will probably be you know like a shell of its former self. So let's get that out of the way first. But it kind of made me think and want to take a little trip back down some Bruce Willis memory lanes. And I think even the Razzies, the Razzie Awards, they actually uh, rescinded their award to Bruce Willis because he's been just pumping out so many movies. Like I think he had like five movies or four or six movies in like 2021. There and, was like a thing on Reddit saying he was trying to like pay or just yeah. set himself up and then yes. just run. Like, yeah, exactly, right? Like, hey, did your mom get that outfit? My mom's dead. Oh, well, now I feel like an asshole. Like, that was the same as like the Razzie words. Like, oh, they had the, the worst of 2021 Bruce Willis movies, like the worst of his worst movies. And they took it back after they saw that. Yeah, he's just it's trying funny to set how his the family are even better than the Academy Award, <laughs> who will just let someone assault someone and then give a standing ovation. Oh my God! Yes, that's just—it's just unbelievable. I'm still processing what the hell happened, like what world we're living in. This is definitely—they definitely dialed up the algorithm on the simulation that we're in. Like the aliens are not Ooh. fucking around anymore. But um, I gotta know, guys. Like, what are some of the first couple movies that come to mind when you think of Bruce Willis? Justin, I'm gonna toss this little talk ball over to you. Talk ball, take, put it in my pants. Mm. Uh, um, I, honestly, for me, I, he has so many great movies that he's done mm-hmm. um, over the years, and even the shit that he's done, you know, recently where he's he's dove into some of these lower budget six point two on Netflix movies. But I'm gonna say I I, I want to talk about Twelve Monkeys. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good one. 
I've only I, seen that once, and it was very long ago. That, uh, neither of you reacted the way that I had hoped that you would. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a time travel, end of the world apocalypse movie with Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. Yeah, and he's like got the Terminator eye or something. And it's a Terry Gilliam movie <laughs> to boot. Yeah, it, I'm and, with I'm with Jeff. It's been a long time, and probably for a good reason. Like, I'm drawing a blank. I've seen it once, so maybe it oh just didn't gosh. resonate with me. It's fucking fantastic. It's about the army of the twelve monkeys are ending the world. There's disease. There's famine. There's just all right. We gotta watch it. It's gotta be streaming. Go it's got to be streaming it. somewhere. Well, now so I'm sure good. people are trying to cash in on just getting all Bruce Willis m- movies like on their stream because I'm sure a lot of people have the same idea. So uh, that'll be next up on my on my list. I got to go Please watch it do, again. Do, do yourself a favor. It's actually really it's a fun movie. I think it's from '95. Yeah, maybe I was too young when I saw it, and I just didn't. Oh, it's a trip, man! It is a mother. If, I would say if you like Brad Pitt and Fight Club, you will appreciate he's like so much more wonky in this movie. And Bruce is just so confused. And they do this timeline swap where he sees himself in his younger self when he's older. And yeah. Yeah. Love that. Do it, man. Do it. Either watch that or Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Unbreakable too. that. He did such a great movie. He is such a good like. I don't know what it is about him. I, I mean, obviously, it's his look. It's his just stone-cold face that you just can't read the guy too well. But he is, like, probably the best at just being, like, is this guy going to beat the shit out of me? Is he mad? Is he upset? Like, he just does such a good job at playing a serious role of, like, a guy that, you know, either has a chip on his shoulder or just somebody that's, like, you know, trying to figure shit out. But, dude, Unbreakable was such a great movie. Loved it. It kind of, I always get them confused with, um, God, what's the numbers one where he's like with the kid that's super smart. Um, Mercury rising that one. Uh, I always get confused with, um, unbreakable cause there's like a train in it as well. <laughs> some, something like that. But the, the first couple movies that came to mind for me, uh, I mean, he's got so many, we could probably talk for hours, but like, obviously die hard with a vengeance is my favorite out of the three that comes to mind. Oh, Armageddon. <laughs> And, yes. and I got to put this up there. This is probably my favorite uh, at this point in time. I think it goes on rotation of what favorite Bruce Willis movies I have. But, like, okay, Fifth Element, does it get better than Fifth Element? Prove me wrong. Yeah, 12 uh, Monkeys. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe after I watch I could change my mind. But, oh, my so, God. They're all so different. I mean, what's better than Die Hard, a Pulp Fiction? I mean, yeah, I mean, and he can even do comedy, which I loved him in Moonrise Kingdom, which, you know, Justin and I are very big Wes Anderson fans, but he can kind of like do all sorts of things. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. Yep. Like whole nine yards. That was a funny movie. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, he's just got so many and like, God, I, he, he's got such good range. And like, I just love like, is he going to have hair in this or not have hair in this? Like, what's going on with that? Hearts War. I mean, there's just so many. Sin- I kind of forgot he was in Sin City. That's a oh, good yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah. God, Dude, just... that's a that movie was 
so Sin City was so appropriate for the time that it came out. Yeah. And I guarantee though, if we rewatched it today, it probably wouldn't smack as much as it did then. Yeah. And that was around the time of uh, like 300 came out and Sin City like that heavily relying on like the green screen, blue screen. And like, it just, it looked, it was just really visually pleasing. God, what the fuck did I just say? Visually pleasing. Um, (laughs) And it was just really cool to watch. And uh, you know, I feel like Bruce Willis just, man, he dialed into just some really cool fucking movies, but I got to admit, like his action movies just are, are so great. I just love his action movies. Hard rain. Mm. God, that's another one I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> Looper. I mean, Looper. oh, I love Looper. Looper was a Jeff good one. Obviously, doesn't like Rain Johnson, but uh, I mean, his take on time travel with JGL and Bruce Willis was. <laughs> I, I sure, Rain yeah. Johnson uh, is a good director when he doesn't fucking touch Star Wars and is a complete dumbass. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's a fair response. <laughs> you know, so I, it's a kind of a. A hard line with with that dickhead. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm just even looking through his recent ones. Yeah, he had one, two, three, f- six movies in 2021, and all most of them direct to video. But like, yeah, I mean, obviously setting it up so that you know the money isn't an issue. I'm sure he got paid pretty well for each of those, and I heard he was kind of like a hard ass on set. Yeah, I think he did it for that reason. Where then you have Steven Seagal, who. Uh, is doing the same thing, but probably for other reasons. <laughs> Have you seen his direct two movies at I all? I hope I don't ever. Okay, so half of them he can't. He's just this giant blob at this point. <laughs> he can't breathe, and he just he one movie called Sniper. He's sitting most of the movie, and he shoots the gun like twice. <laughs> it's just I don't know if it's some money lot. They're all like these Russian like film studios or Chinese film studios <laughs> that are backing them. And he's awful. And he just, he can't, he can't talk right. <sighs> his hair is painted on his head. <laughs> he's about 500 pounds. There's a scene in one where he, you can watch these on YouTube where he's pulling a fallen soldier, but it looks like a string is attached to the soldier to help pull. Cause he's pulling with one arm and they're all like ex wrestlers. It's just, Pathetic. And one, they're all so old. And there's this general that's even older. He's probably like 85 to make them all look young. Even <laughs> God. I mean, it, it's awful. You, and it's, there's some videos that go over them, and it's, oh, my God. And it's sad that, like, I'll be honest, I actually enjoyed some of the Steven Seagal movies uh, from, let's say, the 80s or 90s. Like, I, I enjoyed some of them. Like, what was the one where he's on the Navy ship? Um, yes under siege like he actually had some decent action movies for like the kind of guy weirdo guy that he is and like hey i'm never gonna raise my voice or scream like he was kind of cool but then jeff yeah to your point what the he's like his own kind of tiger king that he's turned into in his own life without like anybody caring but like, I don't think anybody's checked on him. I think that's what happened. Like, nobody checked on Steven Seagal the last twenty years, and this is what we get. He, he's Tom Segura, who's a uh, famous comedian, uh, has a whole bit about him where he just apparently he's a cop in like Texas somewhere, 
and it just follows Steven Seagal around, and he's just makes up bullshit. Like the he's like, oh, I hear that helicopter. He's like, they call it a Skippy. <laughs> Because <laughs> skip, skip, skip. He just makes shit up. <laughs> I and it, it's just and he like bows to Asians, but he tries to speak Spanish. To Spanish people, yeah. I, oh my it's God. just, just aw. I remember watching his reality show because uh, that that everything you just said really comes to mind. There's one part of it, and I'll have to post the YouTube clip on her Facebook. Is uh, he's telling people how to fire a weapon? He's like, no, you got to push the bullet through the target just push it just push it forward so like he was just showing someone how to shoot and he's just hitting a target but he's like the guy's like the fuck is he trying to tell me what to do just push the bullet so he would just like he was just repeating it over and over again he's just shooting at a target the guy has no clue it went nowhere and then they're out on the street like actually trying to shoot at people uh for like guys running away and it's like no you gotta just push the bullet through the guy's like i don't know what (laughs) That fucking means. Will you stop telling me to he's push insane. the goddamn bullet? Or the so weird I, kung fu thing you see on YouTube, where he's just using barely any force and he's just flipping these guys all over the place. <laughs> so he's uh, at this point. If we compare him to Keanu Reeves, he's a poor man's Keanu Reeves with the movies and the way that Keanu delivered lines. Just whoa, yeah, I have to do this. Yeah, and then Steven Seagal is like get off my boat. And it's like, <laughs> wait a second. One of you is going to be super successful. And the other is going to be a cop in Texas. Yeah. yeah. But Keanu Reeves, have you seen him do, um, speed shooting? I mean, he learns the shit. Oh yeah. He, he is John wick. I mean, that's for yeah, sure. All he the martial arts. He's been doing martial arts since he met tiger Chan on the set of, uh, the matrix. I mean, he actually does what he can, you know, so Steve, Steven Seagal used to, Back in 1992, if you met him in a back alley, maybe you would laugh. Maybe you'd get a broken elbow. There's a video of him running. Have you seen the Steven Seagal running? God, no one spends time with Steven Seagal. are flapping all (laughs) I think you're the only person I know that has invested time into Steven Seagal. Jeez, I've I've recently watched Under Siege, and when he rips that guy's Adam's apple out, though, that, that just oh yeah, I mean what he's the chef, here. he's the chef, he's the yeah. chef, and who's the bad guy? Who's the, who's the bad guy in that movie? It's like some dork, oh. isn't it? Gary Busey. Oh, is, is it, it Gary, Gary Busey? Busey? Yes, because Willem Dafoe was the bad guy in Speed Two, correct? Uh, yes, with the leeches. So boats. Just said just to, to, to just level boats. set boats. <laughs> boats. Oh yeah, it was Gary Busey. So it was Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Tommy it was. Tommy Lee Jones was in a movie with Stephen fucking Seagal. And Stephen Seagal was 1992. Jesus Christ, like this, and God, and people went and saw it, and it made on a 35 million dollar budget. It made 156 million back in 1992. Like that is him. Uh, plowing train as soon as the movie premieres. Like, he is just doing karate moves up and down Hollywood Boulevard. He's excited. And then what happened, Jeff? What happened to him? <laughs> he f- <laughs> he found some old stash of, like, Dunkaroos that are now discontinued, and he just went to town. Good, I know, they're so good. But um, Okay, so quick side quest. Yeah. Because I, I think Shaq had a reality show where he was a cop at one point oh, as I well. Hope, I hope not. Did he? Shaq reality 
TV show. I feel like, God, is it just like mandatory that most of those guys Shaq life? No. May, I'm, I'm, this might be a dream. Shaquille. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, who would you rather get arrested by Steven Seagal or Shaq? Oh, I, I wouldn't want to mess with Shaq. He's... <laughs> I feel like any of us can outrun Shaq or Steven Seagal though. <laughs> I guess I would be if I were to actually ha- like get arrested, like they would eventually catch me and take me in the cop car and pull me away. I would just be so interested to hear what Steven Seagal has to say on the car ride. I feel like he would be trying to talk to me like Dog the Bounty Hunter, like what are you, <laughs> what are you doing to yourself, man? You could be something. You could be a black belt. You could go out and do good and push bullets through your fingers. And like I would just be so blown away that I would never want to commit a crime again because that would be punishment enough. So, sub side quest. Neither of you have ever been arrested, have you? <laughs> no, nope. Okay, I don't even think I've it's been not... like in trouble with. I think a cop came to a college party once to say your neighbor said it was too loud, but that was about it. And I did almost shit my pants because they knocked on the door. It's not fun and it's very uncomfortable. So I suggest you avoid being arrested for anything. Yeah, um, that's a good message I... to our listeners. Stay, <laughs> stay away. Um, I would rather be arrested by Shaq because I feel like he'd be like, I'm not going to, I don't want to get canceled. So I'm not going to do my best Shaq voice, but I feel like he would like take me to Taco Bell. And he's like, before I book you, let's get you a burrito. (laughs) He'd be like smart Hulk and an Ant-Man, a little taco, (laughs) (laughs) but you could do an impression. Come on. It would be like, Oh, Hey guys, like uh, I'm Shaq. He's got like such a, Deep voice, but uh, God, he is so funny though. I, I'm not a, you know, I know none of us are big, like watching ESPN or watching like the round table and guys, but like there's some clips that'll hit Reddit of him and it's just so fucking funny, dude. Like he is, he just seems like a trip, dude. He just seems like all he wants to do is make people laugh. And like, I'd be, I'd be down to hang out with Shaq any day. Have you seen the videos of Kevin Hart impersonating Shaq falling <laughs> on the court? Yeah. Those oh are God. hilarious. Dude, I love and, uh, I love those kinds of even like Kevin Hart and The Rock doing impressions of each other. Like oh that. yeah, the one where he comes up with a superhero, The Rock's Black Adam and Kevin Hart's pockets. <laughs> with a bunch of pockets. Oh my god. God, the internet's so good. I just love that all that exists. Oh, oh my God. Well, hey boys, let's let's jump into a retro movie real quick. I definitely want to talk about a little classic of uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Bruce Willis. Bond. James Bond. I'll be back. You shall not pass! All right, we pretty much listed every movie Bruce Willis was in, but the movie that I wanted to touch on is it's such a classic in the sense of it, it was during a time where it was kind of like a brand new genre, and that is the sixth sense. I'm talking about like the twist ending. And I know it's not the first movie to do it ever. Let's be honest, right? There's a lot of, like, even if you go back to Psycho back in, uh, oh, spoiler alert from, what, 1952. Uh, But, like, the twist ending, right? Like, something's going on that's unexpected. But this one did it in such a clever way. And Bruce Willis had such a perfect delivery, um, you know, being this, you know, this guy that's trying to help the boy and 
Boy, was that like the biggest shock and reveal of your childhood. I can't name a bigger one. I don't know, Justin, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I I agree. I What is that? 99? 90. Yeah, 99. Yep. Um my parents went to see that movie in in theaters. And it was like almost like a Peter Griffin family guy moment. Like they came back and they were like, man, I can't believe he was a blank the whole time. Oh. And I hadn't seen it yet. So the first time I did watch it, I knew. And mm. if you know, it's not as great of a movie. If you go in with fresh eyes, God, it's that's like the worst a little bit. It's like, like when you find out, uh, I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it. So it's not going to spoil the, parentage of luke skywalker to you um but it was like so like it's a good movie m night does an excellent job of creating a narrative bruce obviously kills it there's a baldwin in there that kills him like Haley joel osmond does like is like was the perfect child actor for that to like deliver that kind of performance yeah that dude was freaky oh and fun little fact you may or may not know but uh Donnie Wahlberger, Mark's brother. Oh, it was Wahlberg, not Bald. I thought it was Baldwin. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. yeah, he's the skinny, like crazy dude in the beginning that shoots Bruce Willis. Yeah, and there's there's so much like you watch that. We watch that as a kid, and we're just kind of like, "What's this old guy's problem?" And now we're adults, and it's kind of like, "Yeah, I get it." <laughs> yeah, Jeff, what were your first uh, thoughts and rememberies? Rem- rem- making up a new word here of uh, Six Sense. Not much. I didn't even see it when it came out. Oh, it's like years later. I didn't really give a shit. Oh my god! Um, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's it's Dece." And then I never, never watched it again. Oh my god! Wow. I don't. Um, yeah, it didn't. I'm not okay. really a big M Night Shyamalan fan. That was. I was no. going to ask. Yeah, I don't like Unbreak. I don't. I, I. I don't like any of his movies, even his good one. It's a very mediocre ghost story, <laughs> and everyone talks about it because of the one twist. <laughs> Many movies have twists. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, like if it was twist, and then it twisted again, <laughs> and then a third time, and you're like, that was a fucking roller coaster. I'd be like, okay, but I, I can name so many more movies. I mean, it, it's just a very mediocre ghost story (laughs) maybe at the time it was i don't know groundbreaking but that's pretty pathetic if one twist is groundbreaking oh my god yeah i mean (laughs) it's okay movie i I would just love for you i would love for you to be a critic i didn't like him in any of his movies that kid just annoyed me he was in that spielberg movie too where it's like some robot or something. Oh yeah, AI, artificial god, intelligence. That sucked. Oh my god, I would love for you someday to be like, you know, when you're in your 90s and kids are asking about the the history of cinema. Eh, Six Sense is this mediocre ghost story. It is <laughs> like one of the most like groundbreaking movies of that time. Well, all I- you can all people say is the twist, the twist. I mean that. Okay, okay that. now that you've seen the twist, how many times have you seen that movie? Since it's just the cinema masterpiece. Oh, I've seen it probably. No one watches it more than once. Oh yeah, I've seen it probably twenty, thirty times. I've seen 20, it a bunch too. Times. Yeah, 
I've, I've won, I watched it recently too, and it's okay. it's a good movie. I don't disagree with what Jeff is saying to an extent because there's a power to the first time the rug gets pulled yep. underneath your feet, and you can't revisit that sort of masterpiece moment. Yeah, there's only one. There's one time in your life. You're yep. a virgin one time. It happens. <laughs> Ten seconds later, it's done. <laughs> but you still will always have that memory. All right. I love that uh, <laughs> sex education right there, too, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I, I totally agree. It's it's Jeff. Yes. To your point, when all said and done nowadays, like that is it is just a ghost story. I, I think there were some chilling moments in that, too. Like when that kid had like half of his head blown off from the shotgun and he's like talking to him. And then the other one's like throwing up in the kitchen. Like there were some pretty for us being what, 10, 12, 13 years old, however old we were, like that was probably not okay for us to watch. And it might explain it was way more <laughs> scary than the sixth sense. I mean, maybe. I would rather watch that if you're comparing, oh, that was creepy. Go watch Event Horizon when we were that age. And they also incorporate a lot of like, you know, this was, you know, this was obviously before the internet too. So it's like all this, all these theories, and like, ooh, every time you see red, like there's going to be a ghost or some dead person, like, you know, the biker that was killed down the street. Like it was just, I think it was a cool movie, and you definitely want to revisit it every few years. You know, not for the, not for the twist. I mean, the twist is probably the last reason I watch it nowadays because obviously, who gives a shit? Like fast forward through the end, uh, but. <laughs> It was just some so, you know, okay. good acting. I, I I don't I don't want to hear from Jeff at all, Eric. <laughs> what is your favorite M Night movie? Uh, Six Sense, for sure. Okay. Yep. What about you, Jeff? You you don't get to you you get no input. You're <laughs> you're done. muted. You're done. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um. No. I so I've I've a hot take on. I actually oh, God, really no love cares the about hot take. <laughs> I, I told tell you the movie. movie. I told you to mute yourself, well, shove your you chair do. up your ass, here. move and on, spin it around. <laughs> Nobody uh, cares about your wrong attitude. God, I'm so bored. Let's go. <laughs> I said the village already. Oh yeah, damn. that one. Maybe if you stop talking, get your head out of your ass for once in your damn life. Oh, shit movie. <laughs> the nobody. Village? I told you nobody yeah, cares what you Jeff. think, Jeff. I remember. I remember ripping this movie off of Kazaa. It was two parts <laughs> and. I didn't want to go to the theaters to see it, so I watched it on my, you know, old 20-inch computer screen, and Hell I yeah. just remember being so pissed off at, like, you know, it was, at that point, it was practically false advertisement. Like, they're they're really showing, like, hey, these monsters, these creatures, the village is under attack, under siege, and in reality, <laughs> it's like this cult that is just stuck and they don't know. And then it's like modern day and there's cars and people and like cell phones and shit. And I was just like, ah, oh, that was so, you know, again, you compare it to the Sixth Sense twist, which got everybody almost like you're even mm -hmm. like saw, right? Like that was a great twist at the end too. So it was, it was such a big letdown. Then after that, for me, it was just like the happening. Oh, or lady in the water or oh, any boy. of that shit. Yeah. It's like stop like m night we just need to stop even i i did not see his newer movie old but i heard it wasn't that great like he just i think he just needs a new formula like he's known for one thing which is great but like the dude needs to expand his uh you it was know. probably his best movie which one signs yeah signs was signs good was good it was the good. alien and stuff i thought that's probably yeah 
If I had to watch another movie of his again, or we could just watch After Earth because that was super good <laughs> with Will Smith. God, and, I remember uh, an assaultist and a spoiled dumb child. <laughs> um, I remember that like right around the time 4K came out. Like I think I spent like thirty dollars to rent that movie on my 4K media player when I first. Why got it. would you? Why would you bother? I've never seen that movie, and I never will. And I watched and it I'll for t- about twenty five minutes, and that was it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Eric, I got through like half of it, and I'm like, ah, I can't. Is there? So this is funny because I I've got a list. I've I've written it down. It's a list of movies that I will never watch. Yeah. Do you have any movies like that that you would just um, never? It doesn't, doesn't matter. Somebody could pay you money. They can buy your movie ticket. They can give you the DVD, and you would just say no, thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. half of my time scrolling through streaming services is like I will never. You got you guys can pump this in front of me as much as you want, but I will never watch this. I just don't care. I didn't actually make a list, but like mentally, if I come across it, there's nothing you could do to say like. Hey, I'm going to watch those. Like for me, the first one that comes to mind are like the Twilight movies. Like I don't care <laughs> just just in general. Like it just was a time of my life where it's like we're in college, it's like all the girls loved it. I wasn't, you know, nothing drew me towards it. I could care less about vampires versus werewolves if it's not Jeff, uh, I'm sure you'll love this, but what was it called with Kate Beckinsale? Um Underworld. Yeah, Underworld. So like that is a movie I want to watch but not Twilight. But anyways, like yeah, I'll scroll past that shit and never care in the world. Yeah, I'd say most of the movies I wouldn't care about is anything at the Academy Awards for the most part. Yeah. It's... Just because, and you know, it's kind of sad the way the Academy Awards are. I mean, <clears throat> there's no Marvel movies that ever get nominated uh, for Best Picture, even though they completely destroyed the box office. So you would think the movies that most of the people are talking about and excited about and loving would win. But now they got to pick some weird independent thing because look how progressive we are or something like pick movies that people actually fucking watch. It's just a giant circle. Yeah. Or at least have a category for like the movie that made the most fucking money last year. Like just give that team an Academy award for like every money. Yeah. It's uh, we everyone saw Endgame. Why? Because it was fucking awesome. Yeah, and not only that, but like multiple times, like people went to theaters probably three to four times just to watch that movie. Like shit. So, I, I have a feeling in the next, I'll say, ten years. This is my uh, Eric's prediction of the week. New uh, new segment. Uh, that I, I think we're gonna have a brand new spinoff award show. I feel like the Academy. The world of the Academy Awards and, like, the generation of it, it's slowly going away. Like, you know, with, let's say, the the oldest generation right now of actors and actresses, like, as soon as they're gone, nobody gives a fuck what the hell, you know, I don't know, Megan Fox is up to or what movie this person's a part of. Like, there's going to be some new generational type award show that, Jeff, to your point, I think like Marvel movies would be included and comedies would get recognition. I feel like, yeah, dude, do you know how hard it is to make a movie that's funny. Oh yeah. Consistently funny and does a great job and makes a bunch of money. Like, dude, they probably work harder than, I don't know, some Marvel production. I mean, again, I get I it right. That. That, that's a genius movie. Yes. Yeah. You laugh the entire film. Yes. And zero awards, zero recognition for anything. Yeah, I, I just, I think at some point it's something's got to give. Like, 
you know, I think comedians are fed up with it. I've definitely heard like the likes of like Seth Rogen and them talk like I'm just not even going to go anymore because I want to see com- now comedies like, win thing. Just yeah. especially like their Will Smith thing. They hit one of the most famous comedians. Oh, yeah. In the sure. world. Right. It's just funny this whole week watching all the comedians just condemn the the Academy, all the actors in it. Will Smith. It's just funny how they're all turning on him. Well, and there's also like conspiracies floating around too that, um, you know, love it or hate it or whatever, you probably thought it was real or was it, whatever it is. Like they were so strapped for viewers that the Academy is like dying, like nobody's watching anymore. Cause like, like Ricky Gervais did for what the Emmys. Like nobody gives a fuck. Get your award. You guys are all so privileged. Why are we talking about, you know, why, who cares? Um, yeah, these that, are people during the pandemic singing songs yeah. and telling everyone just stay home as they're in their like twenty acre. <laughs> but like nobody cares anymore, and like the viewer count's going to go. So there's some conspiracies out there that like he did it. Yeah, he took a career hit, whatever. But like everyone's talking about, him, like there's you know even bad PR is PR. All right, so he's just generally crazy. I think his wife cheated on him. He's in <laughs> Scientology. I think he's lost his goddamn mind. Well, half of Hollywood is probably in that same boat. I mean, everybody is standing and clapping for a man that just, like, almost knocked somebody out with a slap, so. There's a couple comedians, like Tom Segura and stuff like that. They're actually writing down the names of who stood and clapped and are just going to go after all of them (laughs) in, like, podcasts and stand-up. Oh, my God. uh, Which should be pretty entertaining because they hit a comedian. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean... You and just... if that's a president, does that mean, oh, my feelings are hurt at this show. I'm going to go up on stage and assault someone. <laughs> that's the new thing to do, so might as well. All right, boys, I want to get into our next segment here. A little retro game! let us go! And this retro game is going to be a little bit different this week. Uh, it's not a video game. It's not a computer game or a little handheld game, but... We're talking about some old school board games, card games. And Justin asked us the question the other day of, have you guys ever played Old Maid? Do you remember Old Maid? And Jeff and I looked at each other like, what the fuck is Old Maid? And so Justin, without further ado, let the people know out there, and I'm sure you'll have some following out there that definitely remembers this, but explain to us and the listeners, what is Old Maid? How do you play it? And why is it on our retro game of the week? It's it's a thing. I'm so surprised that neither of you don't. I'm surprised that you don't remember it. And Anna and I were talking the other day about Old Maid because basically the game is you get a deck of cards, and uh, Old Maid was like career occupation focused for some reason. So you would get you'd get a card that said astronaut or painter or firefighter. Or mailman and then you had a the opponent held their cars back cards back up to you and you pick a random card and if you got a pair you put that pair to the side but there was one card that was the old maid and whoever was left with the old maid card at the end loses oh well that sounds fun how many people would play like two players four players or it didn't matter uh i think you can do two to four from what I remember. Um, and then it just, it's like go fish, but there's just a wrinkly old maid. That's like, man, you have lost. <laughs> yeah. I just don't remember playing this game. Like, obviously I remember goldfish and most of the time if we're playing goldfish, 
uh, it would just be with like a straight deck of cards, like with numbers and like, do you have a red card? Nope, goldfish. Um, I'm sorry, are, are, it's important to me. Are you saying goldfish? No, goldfish. I sounded like you said goldfish. Oh, probably. <laughs> My mouth's just, you know, all the words slur together. At some, But yeah, go fish, right? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember playing. It was, it was kind of the first game that really kind of tests your patience and, like, how good you are at, like, being a sore winner or sore loser, right? Like, that game, I remember just, like, pissing people off. Like, people getting really uppity with, like... Ugh! what do you mean that's the last fucking card I have blah 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 but it's like your kids right so I feel like that was almost like Mario Party the start of Mario Party of like your life where you just lose friends over a round of gold go fish goldfish while you eat goldfish you know Jeff I feel like you you guys in your household you guys always had board games stuff like that what were some classics that um, you guys played besides maybe go fish um what was this? There was one. It's like a construction board game or card game. Uh, Raise the roof. Ah. You guys ever play that? We used to bring it like camping and stuff all the time. We used to play that thing, and then it got discontinued. Like the company stopped, and my dad bought like fifty of them <laughs> just to make sure we had them. So we have like in the attic just like a ton of these uh, <laughs> decks of Raise the Roof. Oh and my we did God. it because my dad was in, you know, all his construction companies and stuff. So I guess that's, we played that game all the time. Wow. And he would just destroy other people's houses. And it turned very violent. People would get very upset. Mac cried many, many times. <laughs> um, yeah, that, one's, that one definitely stands out. Like Monopoly and stuff or just, you know, regular cars. We used to play like War. Yeah. The yeah. big one. War's good or uh speed. Speed was one that's another intense one. Now I play a lot with my niece is just Settlers of Catan. That's a and that's a cutthroat game. I feel like you guys didn't you play did you play Risk growing up or Justin did you play Risk? I know you guys are both kind of Risk boys. I think that was Justin, right? Yeah, we always played Risk growing up. Um we played a lot of chess. In college, we played a lot of Risk, though. We did, like, every Friday night, we would do, like, a giant Risk game. And it was so fun. And just the manipulation that you get to do to other people. And then, like, there was this this one guy, his name, he's big defensive lineman that we played football with. And I used to just, like, bullshit him the entire time. And everybody would get so pissed. And they're like, why are you listening to Justin? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Attack the <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> and he would. And then I would swoop up and kill all of his people and be like, you're out of the game, bitch. Oh, my God. So manipulative. Love it. <laughs> yeah, we were we were mostly, like, um, sometimes Monopoly. Uh, we would even, like, bust out, like, old school bingo where you actually, like, do the roll cage and you spin it. And then, like, I, I didn't understand why our family, want, like, needed to play bingo. It just never made sense. Like, it's fun to go play at a hall or play at school or whatever it is. But it's, like, at home with the five of us, I was like... It's so fucking boring, um, you know, and it, it just took forever. It took like three hours. But uh, no, we were Monopoly. My sisters always got the board games more so than me because there's two of them. So like Mall Madness, I would just be playing girl games all the time. So like Mall Madness and Dream Phone and shit like that. So shout out, <laughs> shout out to all the lady listeners out there that uh, you know love those games. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
there's a lot of cla- like perfection came to mind. That was fun. Crocodile dentist. Uh, you Ooh. know, that's a fun one. Twister. I mean, who, which household did not have Twister? Like that is I mean, a sleepover fun party night. Um, you and your boys playing Twister, right? Ooh, let me tell you what I, I have in my closet still upstairs is don't wake daddy. Mm, that is a classic. It, it's, I don't, to this day, I still can't tell you what the actual board game rules were. <laughs> what you were attempting to do, all we did is just basically smash the clock until he woke up, and then we would put the game away. But, like, do you so remember I, what the rules were? So, yeah, you, you had, I don't remember if it was dice or, like, a spin wheel, but you were trying to sneak past Daddy, whose gigantic bed was in the middle of the board, and he had the little sleepy cap on, and you were trying to get to, like, the fridge or some shit. <laughs> God. I even remember, like, and... those commercials, too. Like, so ridiculous. So over the top. So 90s. Um, Ooh, yeah. Mr. Bucket. Ooh, Mr. Bucket was a good one. Mr. Fucket. Uh, yeah, Don't Wake Daddy. God, that board game is so small. Um, Mr. Bucket. <laughs> God, what a, Operation, of course, is a classic. Mr. Bullkid. So many good ones. Gosh, those jingles. And remember those uh remember those weird this is a little side quest back to the nineties, but there was like the metal maker, and then there was like the the weird slimy candy thing you'd make. Creepy crawlers? Creepy, creepy crawlers. crawlers. And there was the metal one where you would just make little metal trinkets. <laughs> It was like an easy bake oven for boys. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I definitely had the creepy crawlers where you heat it up and it turns into like the gooey stuff. And I was pissed off because I wouldn't get to eat it. Like the girls at least had the fun (laughs) one. Like I was kind of jealous. So luckily I had my older sisters and my, uh, some neighbors that were girls. And so I would, I would get to go make some brownies and stuff over there. So that was fun. Metal molder. Metal molder. Oh my God. I got it for my brother for Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> well because he forges he's like into forging which is weird yeah hobby for a lawyer but uh, i thought you know when you have a kid you can start him off with this toy that we used to play with some weird fucking toys we had yeah i remember this other board game it, it must have been like either a tornado or almost like the tasmanian devil but you try to go up this mountain and then you press a button at the top and it's like a top that spins and it goes all the way down the board, and if your guy gets knocked off, then you basically have to go back to square one. I forgot what the game was fucking called, but it was awesome. Um, I'll have to yeah, look it so up. So many good ones. So many good ones. Yeah, that's a fun little... Crossfire. Oh, Crossfire was a good one. We used. To, I think my dad in the basement still has that. I, I love Crossfire. Nice. That was another one that triggers your rage. I mean, which one doesn't? Guess who? Uh, that's always a fun one. God, so many good board games, and... Now, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you if I own, like, maybe one or two board games in this household. Like, it's kind of sad. I kind of should, I kind of feel like I need to at least start collecting some again for the future. Oh, yeah. I feel like, Justin, you guys have a lot of board games. I know the one that you, the X-Men one you've always talked about that we haven't played yet, but um, Clue. Yeah. Clue. I, I think we got Clue. I think we got Family Guy Monopoly. I think we have a home improvement board game up in there. (laughs) (laughs) Game of life shoots and ladders. So many good ones. God, just ridiculous. I just saw. Why did they make a home improvement board game? Well, you know, sex sells Tim Allen. Yep. 
You'd have to make that money. <laughs> yeah, make that money. I'm sure. And you could just imagine Tim Allen in the 90s, like, and his, his wife in the show, just like, we're going to be on a board game? Cool. You know, like, why? Just because they were the hot, they were the hit, the hittest, the hottest. I'm sure there's like Seinfeld board games out there back from the 90s, too. They had a good run. I, I think there is. Oh, and I just came across Game of Thrones Monopoly, and it just reminded me that um, there's, like, the release coming out this August that the prequel's happening, like the House of Dragons or something, and a, a shout-out to Palindrome Jedi, who also mentioned it. Um, she's always got good topics, and I, I don't know, boys. Game of Thrones is scaring me. I, I, I know we talked about it maybe three or four episodes ago, but... Are there any other shows like that that are either coming back or that you want to have come back? One kind of final side quest for us. Just curious, like, you know, like Dexter recently came back, and Justin, you said it was fairly good. Game of Thrones uh, is coming back, or or maybe it ended in a slump again, but, yeah. uh, you know, I it's mean, meh. I mean, these, these revivals that they're doing are interesting, and they're just trying to, like, paint us into a corner with nostalgia, but... I I don't imagine I'm going to watch this game of dragons or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And like people are, I mean, of course they're trying to, trying to start the buzz and the hype and I don't care. Like this, it's, you know, what's his name? Dumb and dumber. The two guys uh, that, that ruined the first series. They're no longer part of it. It's all, it's like a lot of the original writers and the guys that made it great. The first uh, series. Great. So I'm going to ride with them through and through. I'm ride or die. It's like, okay, I guess we'll see what happens. But Jeff, I feel like you don't care. But here's the thing. I don't care, and I probably won't want to watch it, but what else is really coming around that time? And is it worth one hour of my time to check out the first episode? Probably. And will I eat my words and everybody can make fun of me saying, hey, go back to episode (laughs) 130. You were giving it shit, and now it's like your favorite new show. So who knows? Better be good. Better be good, HBO. Yeah, I got I got nothing. I know. We've got nothing. So HBO, you did this to us. Dan Dan and David or whatever, Benioffs. It's the same thing with with um Netflix. They cancel everything after three. I stopped watch anything new on Netflix I don't watch anymore. Yeah. They're what? just gonna cancel it. What's that about? Like I, I forget the statistics, and I think I saw it on Reddit the other week where it was like like at least one third of all new shows get canceled after the first season for Netflix. So right, Jeff, like what, where's the incentive for me to watch this shit? What's the point? There is none move to a different streaming thing. I think now they're, uh, they're going to make the logging in constantly a hassle. So if you have it on multiple devices, they're going to like log off of them and you're going to have to keep logging in. Oh, they're, they're adding that. I, I honestly, I don't watch, I haven't watched Netflix in months. Yeah. There's really nothing on there. Um, HBO's been been really good, and then the random Marvel or Star Wars stuff that comes out on Disney Plus. And again, I just don't watch as much TV as I used to. So, yeah. Um, and the only reason we have these is because everyone in the family has one streaming service that they pay for that everyone uses. So I just have access to the other ones, but just not. Yeah. Yeah, just. Don't start anything. If some new thing comes on Netflix or it's in season two, by season after season three, they'll just cancel it. <laughs> cancel a good thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any shows that I was watching and religiously watching and they got canceled. I can't say 
any of those come to mind. Like, I know there's some diehard people out there that, like, they'll watch whatever show gets pumped out, but I don't know, Justin, do you know any of your shows that you were sticking to? Did they ever get canceled for whatever reason? There's only one that I watch on Netflix, and that's Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. And that was originally a YouTube show that Netflix scooped up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know they're heading into season four or five, and it's—I know it's going to get canceled soon. There's only so many legs that the show can have. So, but right. in the meantime, love Karate Kid, love Cobra Kai. Yeah, it's awesome. Did you? But guys... it will get canceled. <laughs> mark, mark our words, Cobra Kai. Uh, take that money while you can get it. Negotiate higher. But uh, did you guys watch Moon Knight, the first episode by chance? Not yet. I did. You did, Jeff. Ooh. Well, no spoilers. It was um, it was a, a fun ride. It was a great introduction to this new character, and I feel like Oscar Isaac just like the this dude. He's probably going to be one of my favorite actors very, very soon. Like everything he's done since, let's say, for me at least personally, the since the Force Awakens. Like I've just really enjoyed, uh, or even before that, man, he was an asshole in the movie Drive uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling. He was like the ex boyfriend. Um, dude, I feel like this guy is just like a phenomenal actor and I just like am soaking it up. I'm loving the show so far and he just does such a great job. It's just such a, such a cool ride so far, Jeff. I don't know what you think. Uh, yeah, it's different. It's weird. I love uh, Oscar Isaac. It's awesome in it. Um, um, Ethan Hawke seems like he's oh, a really yeah. villain. Um, you know, it feels Marvel. It's the way he keeps losing consciousness and wakes up in different places and stuff was really well done. Uh, we got to see a little of the moon night at the end, but I have no idea what to expect. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like you said, in for the ride here. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Justin. Are you going to wait until series is over or are you just going to kind of take it as it comes? Yeah. I, I might give it a, a week or two to sort of like build up the spank bank before <laughs> diving in. Oh Yeah. I know all about that. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Well, boys, it's been a fun ride. Thanks for joining us. Everybody out there that listens, please give us a like, subscribe, share, follow. Let your friends know about the podcast. Give us some side questions and topics. We'll definitely bring them up. Uh, Thanks again, uh, Poundrum Jedi. You had some good, fun topics for us today. Um, So shout out to Bruce Willis. Kind of sad that his career is coming to an end. Let us know what your thoughts are on that. What are some of your favorite Bruce Willis movies? What did you think about Sixth Sense and all that good stuff? board games let us know um and with that boys i have no ideas for how to end it there's so many different ways to go either don't wake daddies or bruce willis maybe a bruce i don't even know if we can is there a bruce willis impression we can do yeah i feel like he's hard i wouldn't know how to do bruce willis what if we did bruce willis's don't wake daddy (laughs) <laughs> all right so what he's laying there snoring and and then he wakes up justin what does he say yippee you motherfucking bastards <laughs> <laughs>